When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Twitter, Andy, some very important points have been brought up. Apparently, you knew you were in for a terrible Super Friends episode if, in fact, the, the Wonder Twins were featured at any point, that that was going to be the end of that particular episode. You knew it was going to be lousy. I kind of feel the other way. I liked seeing those guys. I was always happy Look, to see them. They were a nice little change of pace, a little comedic relief. They, you know, They were a reminder that no matter how intense this situation that the Justice League was dealing with, it's probably going to work out. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, Matthew Palazzi hit yes. us up on Twitter, at Mailman underscore Matt. The Wonder Twins had a movie planned, but WB and DC literally just canceled it around the same time they canceled Batgirl. Bring it back. We should we should write a spec script and we send should. it in. We should come up with. You've probably written some scripts before. I have. Yeah, I have. So look, you. They've unfortunately all been spec. <laughs> well, you write another one, and I will offer a creative um, analysis of it. I will give you my consultation. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and, and we will come up. No, I feel like there's probably How valuable five, a resource. <laughs> when it comes to Zan and Jana, you're not going to find somebody that's more plugged in than me. <laughs> If turn into a falcon and an ice spear, I feel like I'm the the de facto authority of all things. Okay, Sam here and here's okay. I'm just just spitballing out loud right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, yeah, this is what it's part of the creative process. We make them super like we make it kind of meta. Okay, they are super bitter that all these other superheroes have gotten their movies, their TV, all this stuff except them mm -hmm. so it becomes kind of a commentary on the whole superhero movie and tv culture okay they i feel you know how we can set this up it's gleek's funeral okay and oh, no and none of the other justice league people are there For none of them decided to show and that's when xan and jana decide payback okay <laughs> but now is does gleek have a brother or something like we gotta have a gleek in there well no i think who's gonna carry the pail <laughs> Well, maybe we can have what was what was it the Zan or Jana that was the water? I feel like Zan was the water. I think you're correct. Yeah, maybe we give him a little bit more of a wider net to become things, so he can carry. What about his maybe own like pail. the Wonder Twins, like their mom's funeral? <laughs> like, because we get to keep Glee. But Glee, I want to go dark, Andy. <laughs> I, I want this to be okay. very, very dark and upsetting. And if it, the opening shot is Zan and Jana with their heads bowed over this teeny tiny little coffin. <laughs> And, and it's just and, and and you know all of a sudden you cut to the headstone and it just says gleek and batman's not there and wonder woman and superman and aquaman they're all they're having drinks at the well, beach. let's be honest aquaman's there <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a damn thing else yeah, to do. well okay maybe, maybe aquaman's the one hawkman <laughs> aquaman could be the one that turns them back into good guy because you got to have the full circle right? right they have to ultimately be redeemed at the end of the story so maybe Aquaman is the uh, the through line. Right Plus there. the PETA protests for this movie. <laughs> there's the publicity we need. Like it's it's already controversial out of the shoot. I like this. I've already talked you into my Gleek idea. This is good. Oh man, <laughs> poor little guy. Right, just right over like a, the the bird's eye camera. Okay, he has to though. Gleek has to have died doing something heroic. 
Yes. Because because then it really, yeah, really no, he didn't re- OD or something. It's 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 a good go- found with a syringe. <laughs> League's not down on his luck and just kind of, you know, the whole thing came unraveled for him after the Hall of Justice. Desperately broke into a pharmacy, got shot up. Yeah, you know what? We need to stop talking because this is true. This is copyright. Yeah, that's right. Uh, WGA, if you're listening. Add it to the other scripts yes. that I registered that never sold. <laughs> exactly. We, we've got good ideas. All right. Uh, just got to reset here very quickly. Tony Gonsolin. <laughs> Do you think that's necessary? <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm not going to reset. Gleek, if you don't okay. know it, you don't know it, right? right? Okay. If you know, you know, as they say. Um, Tony Gonsolin, 15-day IL, uh, forearm strain is what they're describing it a, a some discomfort um this is from jack harris from the la times some more clarity here sounds like tony gonsolin's forearm strain isn't too serious per source team believes they caught it on the front end and that he should be back this year i i, I really do believe that i, I want to read this this is from uh robert wilkins and he writes even if it's precautionary i don't think forearm strain is the type of discomfort you want him feeling at this point in the season or any type of cover story you'd like to see for a phantom IL stint. I'm not as optimistic as optimistic Travis. I think you should be, Robert. I I think that this is – they can call it whatever. I mean, they could say it's a toe. They could say – pick your ailment. This one makes more, air quotes, sense. He's a pitcher. His arm is feeling a certain way. We're going to give him a little time and, and out of abundance of caution. It really doesn't make me feel like, hey, I don't know if Tony Gonsolin is going to be Tony Gonsolin from this point forward. I mean, there is a chance he could be pitching right now if it mattered. Like, he could pitch through this. The Dodgers are 50 games above 500. Other than guys being healthy, nothing matters. Yeah. Like, nothing. They could lose Every single game for the rest of the regular season, it really doesn't matter. It, it doesn't to the the goal that they're ultimately right. trying to get to, right? To win the World Series. Can I be a little super? You got to be you, Trevor. No, I, but I'm going to be selfish, and I don't. Th- I, I'm a lot of really bad things, but I don't think I'm selfish. I, I think I can. Oh, I thought that you were saying, can I be pessimistic? No, no I am going to be Sorry. pessimistic okay, because I think that selfishness is an incredibly important part of an athlete's career. You have to be. You have to be willing to say no to a lot of things because you want to go do these other things, right? I'm not going to the party. I'm not doing I'm, – no, I'm going to go – all of those things. Self, The very best of these guys are almost without exception selfish to some degree or another. I'd want to win the damn Cy Young. And, and he's right in the mix. It's him and Alcantara are, you know, 1 and 1A. One they are neck and neck for this thing. And Tony Gonsolin has put together a season that – look, I, I hope to be wrong about this, but I'm almost certain I'm not – He's never having another year like this. He's never going to have another year where he's going to go 19-2 and two or whatever it might be by the time it's all said and done. He can get paid for a very long time in this league as a former Cy Young Award winner. He's still a really relatively young guy. And, oh, by the way, being a Cy Young Award winner is a really big deal. And I'm not saying this kills that opportunity, but it certainly deals it a, a pretty significant backward step. Well, I mean – in certain respects, it might be helpful for him that, like, volume-wise, for example, he's further behind Alcantara. Mm-hmm. And that might be the tiebreaker for someone like him, and it's unlikely that Gonsolin can make up for that volume. And the reason I say that's good is it could be one of those things that saves Gonsolin from himself, like wanting to push through this because he recognizes, I will never get another opportunity at a Cy Young, uh, Cy Young season. Unless Alcantara gets injured, yeah. my guess is 
the the it's pace that he's had, it's likely a wrap, and that makes it easier for Gonsolin to wrap his mind around. Particularly when you know Alcantara has nothing else to pitch for. No, so whatever, I'm sure he's feeling something. He's going to push through it because his season ends when the regular season. There's ends. a compelling argument to be made though. Look, Alcantara's numbers are exemplary but he's on a team that's mediocre marlins don't stink but they're not good they're mediocre and i know that there are advanced metrics that tell a more complete story but if tony gonsolin has the lowest era in the league if he has a one loss record that's 18 and three or 17 and four whatever it might be you're on the best team in baseball you have been the anchor of that rotation from the opening day even if your innings total or your strikeout totals are a little bit less than the other guys that's a really compelling case it is a compelling case but you could look at say the rest of the starting rotation so far the guys who've pitched the most tyler anderson's 13 and 2 julio urias is 14 and 7 has often been unhittable does that rotation even need an anchor you know what i mean like yeah. there's in certain respects there's no pressure there either. There isn't, except for it kind of, it kind of snuck up on him. And, and, and because they're so flipping good. It, it, like Haney's but, been really good he, for a lot of the year. They all have. Yeah. There, there really hasn't been anybody that hasn't. But if you would have said at the beginning of the year, hey, listen, Clayton Kershaw's going to miss a huge chunk. Walker Bueller's basically not going to pitch at all. Right. And you're, what I need from you, Tony Gonsolin, is to basically be the best pitcher on this team from the opening day. It's what he's been. Sure. Now, he kind of backed into it because of circumstance and everything else, but he was a guy that was fighting for a spot in the rotation. Maybe he was a long relief guy. You're talking him, Tyler Anderson, David Price. Like, what are we going to do with these guys? All of them can start. All of them can pitch long relief to, hey, if we shut him down for a couple of weeks, he might not win the Cy Young. That's an amazing journey. Yeah, and and look, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that Tony Gonsolin <laughs> doesn't have real Cy Young candidacy. I think he does. I think he is – on the shortest of lists for this. And maybe I'm wrong about that innings discrepancy between him and Alcantara. I may be totally wrong about what he's prioritizing. He might be really angry that he's going to miss a couple starts and that this could end up costing him that sigh. He might be furious about this and he is being saved from his himself by other people. I have By the no way, idea. Could, if, if that's what it could be, um, yes. Sure. This is where you need to get in the way of an individual for the, the, the larger good. All right, it's time for our Weekend Hero. Weekend Hero is presented by Stat Hero, the daily fantasy app that focuses on the player lineups, not the Vegas line. Sign up at stathero.com and use the promo code 710 for a 100% deposit match. That's promo code 710. Stat Hero, reshaping the future of daily fantasy. Visit stathero.com for details. Mookie, in the first three games of this series has hit four home runs and talking about Gonsolin winning the Cy Young I'm not so sure that Mookie didn't juice his MVP candidacy to a point where he might not be slightly ahead of Paul Goldschmidt after what he did this week and he's going to get the day off today according to Dave Roberts but he missed a little bit of time earlier in the year on a team that has multiple all-stars multiple MVPs Mookie has finally I think separated himself as the best player on the best team he's so good at everything I mean, he he's so great at everything including being the guy that you want to root for like is there anybody whose personality is more appealing in baseball than Mookie Betts no like, I mean I remember my wife maybe hands are Alberto <laughs> he's pretty fun <laughs> he's great he's pretty yeah. he's pretty fun but like my, my wife is a major Dodger fan like she probably watches four or five games a week like she is a, she's a P1 in yeah. this sense with the Dodgers 
but she's she's one of those people that isn't a baseball fan. She's a Dodger fan. She does not follow the rest of the league other than the Dodgers. So I remember when they got Mookie Betts, my wife was like, is this a big deal? Like, people are treating him like, I'm like, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. She had never heard of Mookie Betts. She didn't even know who Mookie Betts was. It took her, like, 30 seconds to be like, this is my favorite player ever. Well, Like, this guy's so likable. He's got the, this incredible – he's got, like, a Magic Johnson he's smile. He's got an aura about him that's yes. incredibly inviting. And it, it, part of it is, too – He's. You look at Freddie Freeman. It's like, yeah, he's six five. Of course, yeah. You look at Mookie. He's five ten or whatever he is. He looks like a normal person, right? When you watch Cody Bellinger, he's six four. He's. Run, it's like, yeah, I get it. He's just dip. But Mookie looks, and he's not. But he looks like a regular he's guy. I think even, that's part of it. He's even lost his hair. Like he's truly. He's <laughs> one of us. Like he's really. He's an everyman. Yeah. Hey, let me. Let me I, I'm the wrong person to answer this. You. You guys, and we'll go around the room here. I, I'm the wrong person because I'm terribly, terribly biased. The Dodgers, despite having a $6 trillion payroll, having the best team in the league and everything else, they're oddly likable to me. Am I wrong? They don't have that guy that you look at and go, God, I hate that guy. They don't have one of – am I just too far in the weeds? No. I, I can't think of anybody on the team. Like, I remember when they got Manny Machado. Machado was off-putting. So Manny Ramirez was off-putting to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Bauer, deeply off-putting to a lot of people. I covered the Dodgers in the mid-2000s. There were some unlikable dudes. Like Brad Penny, very yeah. unlikable. Jeff Kent. Oh. Super. Kevin Brown. Yeah. Uh, Derek Lowe. Yeah. I mean, these were guys whose personalities were not fun to be around. There's nobody on this team that seems like a jerk. You- yeah, I wouldn't be afraid to go and approach any of these guys. I mean, in general, in life, if I was in the room with him, I think that they would be like jovial and like nice people. And then Dave Roberts, also super likable. There's no, no one, yeah. I th- and no even Friedman seems like he's a nice guy. I I agree with you. I don't think there's any jerks. They they it's an odd thing to be the richest team or one of the two richest teams to spend money more than anybody else to be loaded. Usually, it's like yeah, all those guys bought the team. They're mercenary. You don't really get the sense of that. It's pretty pretty unusual. It is cool. All right. Um, I one of my favorite things about you, Andy, is your statue theory that everybody gets a statue. Mm-hmm. I need to know what you think about Sean McVay getting his first statue. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Andy's in for Slee on seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'd have an inside man, and I have an ask Slee that I'm going to create out of my, or an ask Andy, I should say. Um, you are a stickler for expiration dates on food packaging. Hashtag ask Andy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I don't uh, truck with anything beyond the expert. <laughs> day the of, expert. gone. No, day of, I, I will do day, day of. after. Nope. Out. <laughs> yeah, there gone. you go. Good. If, if It depends. If it's a sell-by date, I'll give it a sniff test, maybe cautiously <laughs> put a little spoon in there, see what we got going with. Use by, you're out. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Have you been burned in the past? Is yep. this why it's happened? Yep. See, Emily, I think this is because Emily uh, thinks those are just very <laughs> mild suggestions on the part of the FDA. Well, they probably are. It's, I mean, <laughs> right. it's, it's probably- It's some sta- sales tactic. <laughs> oh, right. it's, it's, Big milk is trying to get you to rebuy a yeah, couple exactly, days earlier. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm aware of it. It's working. <laughs> All it takes is one time. Yep. All right. it takes is mm-hmm. one incident where you get something that has gone bad, mm-hmm. and that's it. Emily, I, I hope it never happens to you sincerely. I mean, it has happened to me before. But, but and I just, you're still I, on I, that I, horse. Yep, I still go whatever I want to do. You're it's also apparently makeup has expiration dates, too, and I'm not as like, up, like, up on that. She's like either. Homer Simpson with the footlong sandwich. <laughs> 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 I don't even so, know that reference because I don't watch The Simpsons, so, so I'll look it up. We're 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 having we had Susan and I went to lunch yesterday, and I got a, a sandwich. I only ate half of it and put the other half in the fridge. And we're getting it's getting closer to dinner time. And if you know The Simpsons, this will be funny. If not, bear with me. And I pulled the I said, "Hey, bring me the other half of that sandwich." And Michael goes, "Travis, are you going to eat this sandwich?" Woo-hoo! Yes. <laughs> the backstory is Homer and some of his friends are playing like in a beer league softball game or something like that. I'll give They've, it a good home. <laughs> they have a 10-foot hoagie that nobody eats. Homer ends up taking it home, but it's too big to be, be put in the refrigerator. So he just keeps it out <laughs> while he's eventually just chipping away, chipping away. But it's expiring. And it's he like ends up in the hospital over and over right. again. He keeps eating Fantastic. it. And finally, Go! he gets too sick to take the kids to, uh, I think, Itchy and Scratchy Land. No, it's or- the Waterside one. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Duff Gardens. Duff Gardens. <laughs> and he's like, he's, the kids go off with, uh, I think, Aunt Selma and Aunt Patty. Yeah. Homer has this shriveled up sandwich in his hand. And he goes, this is all your fault. <laughs> oh, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> it's terrific. It, it is really terrific. is. Does, yeah, I, I, I'm throwing it away. So I, got, <laughs> sorry, I have two more 90210 trivia questions for you. Think, who do you think is going to get this one? I'd like I to know. think it's me. I, w- I want Anna to get some coming back up in. Okay. All right, so it's in season one. Ooh. Kelly was crowned spring queen. Who was crowned spring king? Dylan. Nope. It's Steve. Nope. Uh. It's Brad Phillips. Oh, boy, that, that's, that's a deep pull. Yeah, that's deep. That's a deep pull. <laughs> See, we, I don't know. I'm just pulling okay, this Okay, I this. was thinking of, remember when Kelly and Dylan were dating, they got voted, like, best looking, Yeah. they did that photo together? Well, they were pretty good looking. They both were. Both of them. You got another one for us? <laughs> All right, so there's another one. It might be also deep pull. So if from- it's as deep as Blake Harris or whoever you just had, <laughs> Brad, Brad Blake Harris covers the Dodgers. <laughs> no. Well, maybe he was the spring king, Brad too. Phillips. How do you know? Yeah, sure. exactly. Um, what condiment did Andrea like on her mega burger? Ooh. Onions? Wow. Nope. Relish? Mustard. Yeah, yeah, no, these, I need, I, what people are ordering on their hamburgers, if that's the level of uh, detail that we're getting into, yeah, I mean, I've got, I don't think either is that special right. at the Peach Pit, the Mega Burger. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. making a question. Yeah, that's Mega Burger. burger. Yeah. Uh, in season three, who helped Brenda move on from her betrayal? She suffered from Dylan and Kelly. Oh, oh. Reek. Nope. Oh, uh, no? oh, um, he's played by Dean Kane. That's Reek. 
No, his name remember, wasn't Reek. No, remember they went to Europe and she was in France and she his name was Rick, but she pretended to be French and called him Reek. Well, you needed to specify that to Emily. <laughs> Is it Rick? <laughs> no, it's Iris. Iris, Dylan's mother, gave Brenda a crystal okay, and that's, told her okay, to keep that, it would shield her. This is not your fault, Emily. These you are just know things I've from the internet. The way this was phrased, though, it sounded like you meant who was the rebound person. Yeah. Oh, right. You are correct, though. Iris McKay, Dylan's uh, very crunchy granola mother, yes. but Bohemian. really wealthy. Yeah, very well. Well, that's because Mr. McKay took care of things a lot. Mr. McKay made the money. She did actually help uh, Brenda get through it all with the use of crystals and other things. (laughs) And other things, for sure. Okay. Um, Sean McVay has a stat. They're going to unveil a statue of him at uh, his alma mater, Miami of Ohio? Yes. The cradle of coaching, right? So they have all of these famous NFL coaches that have gone through there, and he is getting one in 2023, part of their cradles of coaching. Um, he will join Paul Brown, Bo Schembechler, Eric Parsegian, Weeb Eubank, and John Harbaugh, others who have attended Miami uh, before starting their professional coach and college coaching careers. Um, Sean McVay is like 14 years old, and he's going to have a statue there. You all right with that? Yeah. Me too. I mean, it's a, it's Miami of Ohio. But that's a pretty good who's who of coaches. Sure, right but there. but the point being though, this is this is all people who have accomplished things after Miami of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like if Miami of Ohio is going to have a statue game, like they gotta let in Sean McVay. They gotta let in all these people who are tangentially connected, because otherwise it's just a statue of Ben Roethlisberger. He was a quarterback in Miami of Ohio. <laughs> he was a pretty like, good one. He did Wally Zerbiak go there too? Wally Zerbiak? Yeah. yeah. Actually, Clinton Yates. <laughs> is Yates a Miami of Ohio guy? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Yates isn't getting one. Who gets Although a under, under Andy's rules, Yates would get one. Yes. Right? I, I will let you explain your statue theory. Brian and I had a on our old pie, maybe I think it was actually the ESPN carnation of what is now Locked on Lakers, available five days a week, um, part of the Locked on Network, always free, never behind a paywall. There's a YouTube component, Travis, as That's well. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, oh, you really? know what else I hear is good? Locked on Rams. Yeah, I've heard the same. I've heard it's a very, very good show. <laughs> Brian and I came up with this game called the statue game Mm -hmm. where everybody who was ever a Laker would get a statue, (laughs) but the placement and the size of the statue would be reflective of who they were and what they meant to the organization, how good they were. Shaq gets one out in the concourse. Right. Shaq would have, you know, he has one on the concourse. Like Kobe's would be in the middle of the court. You'd have to play around it. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Like Kwame would get a statue that's maybe like in Reseda. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have to be on site. Oh no, no, no! It can be all over Los Angeles. All right. You know, like Ramon Sessions would maybe have one like in Thousand Oaks. You know? <laughs> We're going deep. I yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, Where, a, see, Slee would love this game. Yeah, by the way. A, guy, a guy who's on a ten-day contract. <laughs> you know, they might also too. How great you were can also be depicted in how big the statue is. Mm. Like there are some guys, like maybe. Like you were part of a championship team, but you didn't play a lot. Like your statue could be Chuck Nevitt. Yeah, your Chuck Nevitt could have a statue. His might be at the forum, <laughs> but it would be at the forum. But it would be like a one and a half foot statue. What about Mark Madsen? <laughs> Mark Madsen would get. I'd say he's on Figaro at least. Ooh, wow. He's he's close. He's not maybe like near the arena. He might be down by a C, but he's okay, on the street. Like 7th headed, street or something. Yeah, he's Mark, headed to the Mark Man- Staples Center. Mark Madsen would have a <laughs> pretty close to life-size statue, maybe by like the pantry. 
<laughs> yeah, that Man, works. that's pretty close. I thought he'd be or, first. Or his statue would be, okay, this was back in the day when they used to do this in what is essentially now L.A. Live. Like, they used to have a – L.A. Live used to be a parking lot in front of Staples. Right. And I believe that's where those uh, parades would end, and that's where Mark Madsen did his dance. Uh-huh. I think, and spoke Spanish. And spoke Spanish. <laughs> which, by the way, great way to ingratiate yourself. No, I for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how you become a favorite in the Latino community, despite having no Latino roots. <laughs> or being able to speak well, Spanish. Well, no, actually, he could speak Spanish. I He's like, I think he was fluent and did missionary work. No like, kidding. Over, overseas and stuff. Um, Mark Madsen, you find the exact spot that he did the dance. <laughs> And you put a pretty close to life size statue. So there. they do that at golf courses. Everyone like Phil Mickelson drove it to here in mm-hmm. 2007. And they put yeah. a little plaque in the ground. I like that idea. Um, the Rams it, we, the statue is kind of like the ultimate like tip of the cap, right? Except it's, in it's, my game, <laughs> except for in yours, where basically I, I picture like in the Andy statue game. There's like a closet filled with chess pieces that are in the shape of former oh, no. players. No, 10-day guys get statues. <laughs> That's what I mean. In my game, but yeah. they're, they're tiny. Yeah, they just and you could for instance, you could take home the Svi Michaela statue yeah. and place it on oh, your Oh, it's uh, not dashboard. difficult to pry up from the sidewalk <laughs> in like Echo Park. It's if not, you want it, it's yours. Yeah, absolutely. So when the Rams get around to doing this, the Dodger Stadium has statues. You see Koufax and Jackie Robinson. Um Obviously, Staples Center has got Kings and Lakers and Oscar De La Hoya and so on. Um, they will do it eventually at SoFi Stadium. Aaron Donald will be the first one to do it, right? He's, he's the, unless you go old school and I go was like say, Deacon Jones or something Eric like that. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson, Deacon Jones, Merlin Olsen. Kurt Warner. See, that one doesn't make any sense to me. He was never here. I know. He, I know he's part of the the franchise's well, they're, history. They're counting that. They're counting that Super Bowl. Sort of. Like for for instance, because I saw some some uh, some chatter about this online, the Rams Super Bowl ring that they just won does not have the two trophies like a lot of the other ones. It it's not on there. It's just the L.A. Rams Super Bowl champions. Some so they ones, don't acknowledge '99. They they don't not, but it's not part of 1999, the ring. 1999, right, not Aaron? Donald. Yeah, but it's no, it's not part of the ring. At least I'm sure that if they ever did a ring of honor, Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and these Jonathan, not Jonathan Ogden, um, the big left tackle, Ohio State, blanking on his name, Pace, Orlando Pace, um, that those guys are part of the team history but they're not part of the city's history so if you went let's let's assume they're not going to go old school that it's not going to be fearsome foursome it's not going to be dickerson or or something like that ad is the first choice right because he's not only a hall of famer deadlock sanchez a super bowl champion defensive player of the year multiple times he's a lifer he's a lifer at least to this point and by the way he might be the greatest defensive player in the history of that it's a really easy one sure is mcveigh not next at least at this point, is he not the next guy that you did? Well, McVeigh is a really interesting case because he's young enough that presuming he still wants to keep doing this and doesn't want to eventually like move to TV or mm-hmm. just say, I've made enough money, I'm going to be starting a family, whatever, he could be doing this for a long time. So sure. he might not be second because it would be weird to do this while you're active. Yeah, counterpoint. There's a Nick Saban statue outside of where they play in, in Tuscaloosa. He's still doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, but he's such an egomaniac. He probably or, he <laughs> he probably brought, in his deal. Yeah, he did. He said, you either give me a statue or I'm out. How am I supposed to beat LSU without a statue? I mean, that seems it's to be... It's integral to success. Yeah, I, but I, 
in a perfect world, it's post-retirement. But look, sometimes you never know. Some you know stuff happens, and if you're gonna do it, let's say he signs another five-year deal three years from now. Let's say there's another Super Bowl banner hanging from inside SoFi Stadium. After He's 36 er- years I, old, I, I'm not arguing that he would be the youngest person to be immortalized in a statue while all of those things. But at, when you think of the LA Rams, the next stop after Aaron Donald is Sean McVay. Oh, there's no question he would be in terms of impact with the franchise, certainly in the incarnation, like post St. Louis. Yeah. It's McVay. I'm just saying, like, depending how long he does this. You know, you get into this weird, awkward thing of do you want to give a guy a statue while he's still doing the job? Like Sean McVay, as much as I know he has an ego because all these guys have egos. Of course. I think Sean McVay is relatively ego-free enough that he would think that's weird. He looks pretty good. He's got the spiky hair. He's in pretty good shape. Let's knock that thing out right now because <laughs> who knows what's coming? Oh, Little he... pot belly. He's balding. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> who knows what it looks like? I can tell you right now what the statue will look like. <laughs> yeah, this... Like this Sean McVay. Oh, yeah. He yeah. He's going to have the statue <laughs> represent him now as opposed to like his last day waving to the crowd. And then we could put Ray Malavasi's statue over at Hollywood Park Casino across the way with the yes. Andy Kamenitsky game. I like it a lot. Factor cap coming up next it's Travis slee and he's in for slee on 710 espn 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify <laughs> shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, guys. Two things before I start. One, uh, Philadelphia has the statue to Doug Peterson and Nick Foles outside their stadium from the, after that Super Bowl. So, And they ended up firing Doug Peterson, what, like two years later? Yeah, not a good look. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. That would be unfortunate. But Sean McVay doesn't spit off a lot of Doug Peterson vibes. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I win a Super Bowl as a coach. I don't care what you do for me from there. Like, you want to fire me after that? I still got my ring. I still got my statue. And everybody knows why I have the statue. And once you're on that carousel, you can stay on it a long time. Yeah. And I had lovely breaking news last night where Taylor Swift announced that she's going to have a new album in October. Yeah, so, I saw that. I thought uh, you. <laughs> just wait and see. I'm going to be unbearable at the end of October. So just wait. Uh, it'll be fine. I was very excited last night. Could uh, barely sleep. It was great. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, not going to do that in Factor Cap. But up Thank first, goodness. <laughs> Netflix was- <laughs> punches his face. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Taylor will support me. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix was founded 25 years ago today. 
So my statement is, Netflix has been a good thing for our consumption of television and movies. Just blanket that it's been good for television and movies. Travis, fact or cap? Fact. For, for a million different reasons. The, the, the negative is, is that you can get sucked into that, that Netflix vortex and the next thing you know, a week has gone by and you've atrophied your, your mind and your body. That's the negative. The upside is, A, everything you could ever want is kind of in one spot. B, they, they created an environment where really creative people could kind of go do whatever they wanted. It forced Amazon and HBO and all these other places to kind of go into the original content space. Um, and it just became another place to find really cool stuff that doesn't necessarily have to be so broad that it lands on network TV or necessarily a, a movie. But you can kind of find those niche angles that are really, really good. I, I, I don't watch a ton of TV, but when I do, a lot of it is on Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to say fact as well. I think it's been good. Um, I don't know if necessarily binge watching has been the best effect on what gets created and sort of on our watching habits, I think like it, it affects the way sometimes I think stuff gets created with just the idea of keep you sucked in as opposed to the best storytelling. But like, yeah, like it changes the writing. Yeah, it does change the writing. But like Travis said, there's a lot you can find on Netflix. I think some of their original shows have been very, very good. Which one do you like the most? You know, there's, there's more than one, obviously. Off the top of my head, I think the best show they ever created was BoJack Horseman. That Bojack, is great. BoJack Horseman, it's terrific. It's it's begins as this really funny, but just kind of it's kind super of glib, dark. Yeah, well, it got super dark. Like it ends up turning into for people who are unaware of the premise. BoJack Horseman, he's a horse, and he was the star of a popular '90s sitcom horse called The Horse and Around. Essentially, Horse and Around. It's like Full House. Yes. And he's this washed up 90s star who just has a boatload of money, you know, boatload of substance abuse problems. <laughs> and it begins as like this Hollywood satire, but it ends as this very existential character study, like that goes deep into psychology and all this stuff. It's really, really good. Uh, Orange is the New Black was a really good show. Glow was really good. Glow was good. Big Mouth is funny. Yeah. Um, you know what actually was good? Shout out to my daughter. I only started watching this because she wanted to. The version they did of my of uh, the Babysitters Club, actually really good. Emily, you're the expert on yeah. all things streaming. What's your favorite one? Uh, Stranger Things and, oh, or yeah, Ozark. Yeah, sure. Those are the two for me. Yeah. Uh, fun. What do you think? Nobody wants Narcos. Uh, I don't watch any of those shows, but I watch Stranger Things. That's probably the only thing I watch on Netflix. You, no, I was gonna. I just tried to sell you on Narcos, and I realized you didn't like The Godfather, so I tapped the map before. No, I, 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 I think I might like Narcos, but I Narcos the Godfather. Is no, Goodfellas. Sorry. I my problem with Narcos, and maybe I just need a different season. I thought there was too much VO. There, this over voice. Did you watch Mexico or Colombia? Uh, I want to say Colombia. Colombia has more than Mexico. Okay, yeah, but they both have it. Don't get me wrong, but Mexico has far less than Colombia. Okay. I, I loved them both. And personally for me i do think that netflix has turned our viewing and our consumption of television movies for the worse because of binging because we don't actually know what happens it happens really fast even though yes. i'm susceptible to it i'm like, you don't say <laughs> <laughs> no but you're correct but though like it's worse. stuff doesn't land for you in process the way it used to when you had to wait the next a week. one starts before yes, the other one is exactly. barely even ended yep I'm much more of a fan of the weekly release, but that's just me. All right, so we have Andy in today. So this next uh, one is very specific Andy-related. So the best Andy character in movie or television history is Andy Dufresne 
from the Shawshank Redemption. Andy, Patrick Cap. Ooh, that's a good one. It is a great one. Off the top of my head, without being able to think of anybody else, I'll go fact. Andy Andy Dufresne has been one of the most like endearing movie characters. That movie's like almost last, thirty years old. I know. I was gonna say over the last thirty years. Yeah. You know the movie did not do great when no, it came out. No, it didn't. It was critically acclaimed, but it didn't really get an audience till cable. Well, the TNT and TBS running it nonstop for yep. years. Um, <laughs> like Andy Dufresne is certainly a really good choice. Emily, you listed off a bunch of like Andy from Toy Story. Tom yeah. Hanks's character is on there. It's pretty good. Um, Andy from The Office. Andy from Parks and Rec. These are good. But just as far as like the guy that is the Andy, when when you first said it and you didn't put it on the list, I'm like, and it's old. It, it predates me by a million years. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith was on TV for like 40 years. Yeah. Never liked that show. I, I'm not saying I liked it, but I'm I saying- I actually actively hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to, Aunt B. You it, hate the little Richie Cunningham. It used to bother me when I was a little kid that I had the same name as Andy Griffith on that show. I love that that bothers I, you. I found that whole show really annoying. It, it's, look, it's from an era. It's a certain part of the country, from a certain part of our history. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is what it is. But it was on the air forever. Speaking of Andy right. Griffith, though, there's a movie he did called A Face in the Crowd that is his, I believe, film debut. And it was- 1865? <laughs> Yes, it was, it was, right, it was right, right, right after right after Fort Sumter fired, he uh, he, well, he was, decided to put some some moves down. Well, on it was film. a way of trying to heal the nation, you know. Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, it was Lincoln really unleashed Andy Griffith as a way to try to heal this nation. Oh but he does this show, uh, or uh, excuse me, this movie. It's called Face in the Crowd, where he is basically he's this like country guy plucked from obscurity by these political operatives to become a populist candidate and without getting too far down the road i'm just saying like it predates reality television it predates cult of celebrity in politics and andy griffith grandy griffith is totally different than the way you picture him from this show He's not fishing with a bamboo pole. No, he's a jerk. Hanging out in the jail like he's a craven. <laughs> Mr. Furley's not hanging out with him? No. <laughs> Mr. Furley. Love Mr. Furley. Love Mr. Furley. Okay, Regal one. Beagle's on the short list of greatest fictional bars that I'd yes, like to visit. Yes. I would love to go to the Beagle. <laughs> yeah. All right, one more left, guys. So a year ago today was when the Bishop Sycamore scam game happened. So it's Bishop Sycamore oh, versus right. ING right, Academy. Right, 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 right. Right, this kind of – there's going to be an HBO not, a documentary about it coming out sometime this year. Um, just I'm very interested in that, how it all happened, all that stuff. But you have been deeply duped before. Travis, Petra Cap. Um, I, I'm sure that I've been tricked a, a bunch of times by, but nothing like on a scale where it altered my life. You know, I, I've been, I, I believe something that wasn't true to be true, and then get revealed along the way. But that that story was everybody involved thought it was real until the game started. They're like, this is a joke. Like, what <laughs> what, what what are these guys? Where did they come from? They they were borderline incapable of playing foot. They played something like four games in six days. It was it was a disaster. And I, no, nothing on, on, on magnitude like that. There, I'm trying. I've never been fooled like that. I'm trying to find there was a fake. This came up recently. There was a scandal. It was overseas involving this fake soccer league that was generating tons and tons of betting action. 
it was essentially staged. Like it was, I, I want to say this off the top of my head, it was like in India or Pakistan. But there were actually games being played, but they weren't competitive. Sort of. Like I, I, I'm not explaining this well, but it was truly fake. And but it it generated this massive massive. It was in India, a fake in, Indian Premier League. Yes, Russian that's what it is. Betters. Yes, it got a bunch of Russian betting action on it. Totally fake. I had never. So heard I mean, that, that's, so I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I mean, that that though is high level catfishing because you're talking about like bringing in the underground gambling world. You would say when you think like dupe, like underground gambling world, the fake high school that exists that gets put on ESPN, man tight Teo's invisible girlfriend that never exists. Like that's the sort of thing that I, I've never had. I've no. never had an invisible girlfriend. Me neither. I haven't had a lot of girlfriends, <laughs> but they all existed. Well, how many girlfriends, <laughs> Travis, did you claim that were actually invisible? <laughs> a lot of girls from the Niagara Falls <laughs> School, area, yeah. right? as they say, right? That's where they. That's where they all. You wouldn't know her. She's in Canada. <laughs> yeah, other than the numerous women in the Niagara Falls area. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Does the preseason matter at all to anyone? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Andy, can I confess something to you? Please. <clears throat> so yesterday, my lovely wife and I decided we were going to go for a walk. And uh, we did. We went down to Dana Point Harbor. It's kind of where we started. And we walked down to like Capo Beach and back. And it. It's like a good solid two hours. It's about two hours and 10 minutes and about six miles and change, but very flat. It's, you know, it's the coast. So it's flat as a pancake, no hills. And our pace was leisurely, shall we say. Okay. We were not burning up the, uh, the rubber on our shoes. It's not speed walking. No, it was, a, it was a stroll, slightly more than a stroll. I feel like I was beaten with baseball bats last night. <laughs> like, my, That's me on Sunday, too, after I walked two miles. My legs are so... I woke up in the middle of the night with cramps in my legs. My hips, I couldn't move. I feel like I ran a marathon, and I went for a walk. That is the most... I've never felt worse about the state of my body than I do today. I'm not going to lie. I mean, two hours, that's a, that's some legit walking. I wouldn't blame you if the feet were a little sore, if, you know, some little bit of your legs feeling like, wow, I've been used like this, cramping in the middle of the middle night. Middle of the night, w waking up like that thing where you bolt out of bed right away, like you have to stand up or it's going to basically tear the hamstring off a of Charlie your bone. Charlie horse? N kind of, I but mean, like you cramps. Be you became LeBron yes. in that game with the cramps. Now, in my defense, it was a walk. A walk, Andy. I look. I, 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 I'm aware that I'm carrying too much weight. I am aware that I don't um, eat as well as I could. I give myself a C plus in my diet. It's not an F, but it's not a B or an A. Um, I would give myself a D minus as far as exercise goes. <laughs> but I didn't think a walk would put me into traction. Were you at an F till you did that walk? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good for a walk. A case. I'll go for, good for two a week, but usually not quite. They're usually 20 minutes around the neighborhood okay. and back again. Just you know, like <laughs> I want to kick it up to 30. I, what, what 
am I that pathetic? Do I look like somebody who would be, and be honest, that could get waylaid by a walk the way that I did? Yes is an okay answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was afraid you were going to say. I mean, yeah. look. I you if it makes you feel better, you look like somebody who could survive the walk. <laughs> I did. I'm a <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't worry that every time you go on one of these two-hour walks, it's yeah. the last time we'll see you. <laughs> Susan's like, we need to do this more often. And I'm thinking, hell, if we do. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I'm thinking this may, maybe once a month we could do the two-hour version. I don't. Need well, here's the problem: life. when Susan is saying we need to do this more often, what she's really saying more politely. Yes, she's saying the most polite way possible. You need to do this. I'm just here to make sure you do the thing. You know, she, she's the best, but she she still is so, and maybe this is why we've been together for as long as that. She's still sensitive to my feelings and not realizing that she doesn't need to be. Right. Right? She's like, you know, I think this would be good for both of us. Stop. She's going to CrossFit. Well, no, like, you're, what you're saying is, hey, listen, fatso, I'm going to well, need you to get moving a little bit here if it makes you way. feel better, it's not necessarily just, as, as you often put it, the carriage. You are of a certain age where things start to get more difficult yes <laughs> full yeah. stop yes along the way <laughs> even, it even affects tom brady <laughs> oh right so did you so let, let's play this real quick this he was on what was it a post game sort of situation emily like post practice yeah. post practice of course remember he just kind of bounced for the better part of a week and a half 10 11 days and we're not quite sure where he went and that was the topic of discussion it's all personal, you know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man, there's a lot of going on, so, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can, and, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process, so. Okay, he's 45 years old, and he's got a lot of bleep going on. Like we all do. Okay. I, I'm not really, it, look, there's something going on in his life that needs immediate attention and it, he wants to keep it private. Got right. it. Fair enough. We are, before we get into what <laughs> yes. is ultimately going to be a bunch of cheap jokes and shots, let's acknowledge if there's something serious going on yes. in Tom Brady's life, A, we wish him the best. B, we feel terrible for what we're about <laughs> to say. What's about to happen. Yeah. There's not another person in any sport anywhere that could just bounce and say, hey, listen, I'm 45. I got a lot of blank going on. What's the big deal? It's it's He's one of one in this category. Well, his teammates have to both, A, acknowledge he's got the gravitas to pull it off. B, sure. it's got to suck to be one of those guys out there in camp doing all this stuff while your, your leader, like the guy that everything revolves around, is gone for 11 days doing – I mean, maybe they know, and maybe they know what it is, and they're either cool with it or they're not, but we don't know what it is. Matt, look, if there, if there is an equivalent to Tom Brady, it's LeBron James, right? That's the, you're talking goats. You're talking guys that have been at it for a really long time. You're talking about guys that are significantly older than their, their fellow teammates, right? The, the, the comps are pretty close. If LeBron just dipped for a week and a half he would not be getting the the free pass Remember though, that Tom several Brady's years ago he actually did do that remember for it, two weeks it was something like that he was with i want to say he was with miami it was either one of the my it was either when he was in miami or the second stop in cleveland where he took like a couple weeks off i think there was some back involved but also like a little bit of just recharging if i remember correctly hmm. like it was never quite clear i mean this is a while back 
but it was never quite clarified. Can I try that? Can I just say, hey, uh, Amanda, listen, I'm 50 years old, man. I got a lot of ish going on. Uh, I'll, I'll see you in 11 days. It's not quite quitting. <laughs> the, right, right. Uh, but that, that's like moderately quiet quitting. Kind of loud quitting. Yeah. The thing, though, that's craziest to me about in that clip, beyond just the speculation about what he was doing. and It was know, in the, 2015, by the way. Yeah, 2015. Like So Cleveland. That was that was Cleveland. Correct. You know, some of the fun rumors like the uh, mass singer and all that stuff. Looking at Brady in this clip, like he looks like he's been hanging around some celestial orb <laughs> or something like that. Like he is he's not just aging backwards. Like he looks like he's aging backwards into like a hologram <laughs> of a heroin chic model in the 90s or something like he's Kate Moss well you, because, you know the other rumor that that was out there was that he got plastic surgery and I can time. see that Look, his I'm face not, looks a little different I'm not well okay I'm not going to say that that is what he did and again preface if there's something serious going on hey, a best the, wishes the, those jowls can be pretty serious <laughs> that's true when your face is your money maker like he looks somehow like younger and different than he did in the past, but it's not like, you know how like a lot of plastic surgery is really off-putting? Yes. His is not, it's a little jarring, but it's not off-putting. It's more just what is happening. In other words, he didn't get the Jerry Jones. No, no. <laughs> he got something. He didn't try to go from Skeletor <laughs> to like 25 years old. He got old. something else along the way. All right, Russell Westbrook is still here with the Lakers. For now, for how long? What are the various scenarios? Andy and I'll get into that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.